Hi, I'm Deb Hunter, and welcome to All Things Tudor, the podcast that blows the dust off the history books and brings the world of the Tudors roaring back to life. Each episode will bring you awesome guests and topics, stories, and revelations. The power, the sex, the scandals, the romance, and the ruthlessness. So join me, and together we'll pull back the curtain and discover the real lives of the Tudors. Hi, and welcome to All Things Tudor. I'm Deb Hunter, and today our guest is the absolutely amazing Anya Rees, who is a British phenomenon in theater and television. Anya, welcome to All Things Tudor. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. It's excited to talk to you. Well, thank you. Um, I've, I want to get right down to things and talk about becoming Elizabeth. How did you create this? Well, this came from a meeting I had with the other executive on this show, who's called George Ormond, who um, brought me in and said, I want to do a show about the young years of Elizabeth I. And I think my first answer was no. Surely the Tudors have been done over and over and over in TV. Um, and he said, no one's done this this story. And he started telling me it. And, and I realised no one had. And I realised that there were so many um, myths or things that I believed that are just completely wrong about this time. Um, and so I was really excited to try and try and write a show covering things like Edward's reign and, and who Mary the First was as a person and the, the entire Thomas Seymour horrific affair. It's really an, an intriguing part of history, isn't it? Yeah, it's an amazing. It's it's amazing, and there's so much in it to to explore. Um, it felt like every time I I turned a page, there was like, oh, that could be an episode. That could be an episode. So yeah, it's a kind of it's a, it's 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 a rabbit warren of stuff to explore. You're absolutely right on that. Um, I have a few questions from our group, All Things Tutor. If you have a minute to answer them, please. Yes, of course, go for it. All right. Our first question is from Gerg Anadim. What was the most challenging part of creating Becoming Elizabeth? Um, I suppose it was the choices you have to make where there are gaps between the facts. So there's stuff we do know, there's stuff that there's there's proper evidence for, and then you can't... um, Questions are raised from the facts, and you have to answer those questions when you're making a drama. You can't really leave it ambiguous of quite what happened between her and Thomas or, or... you know, there was a rumor. If, if if there's a rumor that someone's pregnant, you kind of have to make a decision whether they are or aren't, and so many things like that. That's a, that was always a challenge because you don't. I really wanted to make a show which felt truthful and historically accurate, and it's 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 hard to do that when you have to make those decisions because some people are going to think that it. Some people are going to feel like that's you know it's 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 a lie when you have to make when you have to fill in those gaps. So yeah, trying trying to make those decisions was always hard. Absolutely. Our next question is a two-parter by Carrie Ferguson, and she wants to know, was there any part of the creative process for becoming Elizabeth that was really agonized over? The Thomas Seymour story is a very delicate story to tell. Um, So I suppose that's the thing that we agonized the most about. It's just trying to tell that kind of truthfully and, and safely in a way and authentically. So yeah, that, that the most agonizing came around him which it really annoys me that that man agonized so many women in in life and he's still doing it in death. 
You're so right. The second part of her question is, what was your favorite part to write and film? Um, I really enjoyed Catherine Parr, I think. I really, I, I really liked her. She's one of the few characters I really liked. I don't think all her decisions were the right ones, but I think um, I, found, I found a lot of quite dislikable or questionable people in this show. So it, it, was, it was nice to actually enjoy someone. Not that she doesn't have a bad side, but um, everyone does. But I think, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed her. She was an intriguing character, that's for sure. Our next question is from Stacey Gage, who wants to know, was there any specific books or authors that you took scenes from? So we're, um, we're going from the facts. So kind of the ce- any scenes that were taken are from historically true facts. Um, but we had Natalie Mears was our histor- historical consultant on the show. And so, so her influence is there. I think I read, I can't remember all the books I read now, but I read a lot. I read Black Tudors by Miranda Kaufman. And I read the biography of Mary I and a lot of Elizabeth biographies and the one of Edward. And yeah, I mean, I think I've, we've dipped our hand in, in, in most stuff that's out there. I think I would have read a little bit of it. It sounds great. And we love all those books, to be honest about it. Um, Gladys Gonzalez-Atwell wants to know how much research you did before deciding to proceed with the project. Well, I did a lot of research once once I'd already decided. I think it literally was me sitting in George Orman's office and he just started the story. And about 15 minutes later, I went, oh, I want to do this. So I think that's as much research as I'd done before I decided I wanted to move forward. And then, yeah, masses and masses afterwards. Sometimes you just know things, don't you? It's just like kismet or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I, just, I just heard the Catholic Protestant thing. I heard about the dog getting shot and... I think I just heard about the dog getting shot and I went, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, this is perfect. Honestly, the tutors are, you can't really make this stuff up. Their, their reigns were I know. better than any soap opera, really, to be honest about it. Yeah, it was, it was like I was sitting eating popcorn going like, and then what happened, George? <laughs> I think we're all like that. So I'm glad you have it now too. Um, yeah. Carrie Elise Miller wants to know, what was the casting process like? A long one, partly because of COVID made everything, um, we had to do everything remotely and we'd half cast and then we had to start casting again. I think the first person we cast was Oliver Zetterstrom, who plays our Edward, because that, I mean, it was kind of accidental that he was the first we cast, but so the show has been kind of built around him in a way. But we were very, uh, that was the part I was always most anxious about because Finding a good act, child actor that could properly carry scenes um, and carry like carry huge amounts of the show and stand up against he's he literally is going up against like British theatre royalty with John Heffernan and Jamie Parker and people like that uh, like when he's having to play these big council scenes. So as soon as we had Oliver, we knew we were on the right track. If you're a fan of Tudor history, come join us at All Things Tudor a Facebook group dedicated to, well, all things Tudor. Members can contribute a wide array of subject matter about Tudor history. You can also listen to the All Things Tudor podcast. There's a book club and a weekly clubhouse live audio chat, often featuring very special guests. Look for upcoming surprises for the group members in 2022. Become a member of one of the largest groups of Tudor history enthusiasts on the planet. Simply go to the Facebook search bar, type in all things Tudor, 
select the option to join the group and of course answer the membership questions. Join us now at All Things Tudor. Look forward to seeing you. You've done a phenomenal job from pictures I've seen. It's just absolutely remarkable. It's almost like you've taken people that match the way their pictures that we've seen of them, well, their the yeah. artistic renderings of them. I think one of the, uh, partly that is down to uh, Bart Karras, our amazing um, costume designer, who really who just had had pictures all over his his studio walls of the Tudors, and um, did did some amazing reproductions of them. And if you put people in the right clothes, often they you, you're on the right track. Well, there you go. Lucy May wants to know how accurate will the show be to reality and how much was added for entertainment value? Um, well, like we say, I've tried, I've tried to make it accurate, but inevitably when you simplify stories and lose characters and, and, and have to make choices about stuff we don't know, it's, it can't be 100% accurate because, you know, it's just kind of the process, the process beats it out of it a little bit. But um, I don't think we were ever saying, oh, let's invent this for entertainment, I think we did sometimes, um, because it's because it's meant to be kind of character-driven, we went, what would that person do next then? And then you kind of find yourself inventing stuff that way. But, but it's really to illustrate, like, decisions that they made or, or um, kind of their stance on something or, or the growing of a relationship rather than it being, um, well, let's chuck that in because that'll be fun. That's a great answer. Let's go back to the costumes. Nikki Cox wants to know, were they difficult to replicate? I, I Bart looked very stressed a lot of the time. So, yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think he had a brilliant team, though, and I think they did an amazing job. I think um, I also know that um, they were they were accurate in ways that you, you can't even see um, because it's it's it, they took hours to get dressed, the actors, because it was kind of like, he did the properly the full layers of what they would we or they would be wearing, and, and so it was it was never kind of like a kind of stitched on to kind of make it look that way. Kind of genuinely, there are that many layers to their costumes, so it's um I think it really helped the actors' process as well because you kind of you just understand their mindset so much better if you're having to be dressed by people all the time and that kind of the restrictions that the costumes give you. I think um I think really helped people immerse themselves in the world. Very good point. Is there anything you would do differently? And that question is from Felisa Bowker. Yeah, because uh, I suppose um, because everyone's critical of their own work, aren't they? And so uh, there's, there's a thousand things I watch it going like, ah, oh, I should have done that. Um, but I am very, very proud of the show. So um, I, I hope I hope other people like it. Well, we can't wait. I'll be quite honest about that. <laughs> well, you've got till Sunday. But that's, that's not too far now. And we've been waiting for quite a while, so it's countdown time. Tori Reinheimer wants to know, was it hard to decide what period of Elizabeth's life to focus on? Um, well, not, no, not really, because I, like, I, suppose, I, I suppose because of the nature of how the show came about, of him saying, let's do the early years. I think there was, there was, there was a moment when I thought, do we go a little bit further back? Do we go into Henry VIII's time? But I think I think we really wanted to start this show. Well, I really want to start the show with this sense of like a collective breath after of having survived it, that man, and the kind of and and plunge yourself straight into the chaos of what comes after. 
So I suppose there was, there was a slight decision around that, but other than that, no, it was, it was always going to be, this, that we start here and see how far we get. Beth Ragsdale Richards has a question from her 13-year-old daughter who loves all things related to English history. And she, her daughter wants to know how Elizabeth felt or thought about her mother. Do you know if she ever spoke or wrote about her? Um, we do explore that a bit in the show. I think her mother is a huge... Um, I'm kind of struggling between calling it an influence or a shadow on her life. But um, I think there is evidence of, like, she wore the bee necklace in that portrait, which was Anne Boleyn's necklace. And um, there, there is bits of... I can't, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to give spoilers. But, yes, there, I have read everything I can about... Um, Elizabeth's feelings into her mother. I guess we all know, but just in case any of our listeners don't, Elizabeth's mother was Anne Boleyn, who was beheaded by her father, Henry VIII. So that would complicate anyone's life right there. And our last (laughs) question, (laughs) yeah, that kind of sets you up for a rough life. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It always complicates things. Yeah, definitely. So our last question is from Melody Bennett. Who wants to know your opinion? Were Elizabeth and Dudley lovers? Ah, um, we're not there yet in the story. Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to think so. I, I, hope, I hope she... She clearly had very strong feelings for him, so I think it'd be a great shame if she wasn't, if they weren't. So That's such a great answer. It really, truly is. It, it would be a crying shame, <laughs> as we say here. <laughs> Anya, thank you very much for your time today. We are so excited about becoming Elizabeth and so thrilled that you took the time. Oh, I'm quite excited for you to see it now. Oh, we can't wait. Honestly, we can't. So, um, again, the members turned in questions for you, and we have waited a long time for this and really, truly appreciate your time. And if you do anything else tutor-oriented, you are more than welcome to return. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Deb. It's lovely to talk to you. Have a good day. You've been listening to All Things Tutor. My thanks go to listeners, my husband, and my team. If you like what you hear, leave a review, follow wherever you get your podcast, and share with your friends to help others find the show. Join the All Things Tudor Facebook community to connect with tens of thousands of Tudor history lovers. You can also connect with me across social media at the Deb ATL. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch y'all later. Hold up. 